Hallelujah. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How is everyone doing? Good evening. Let me see who is here. Sister Ayo, how are you? Praise God. Francis, you're doing well, obviously. Jeremiah, you are blessed. Seth, Seth, how are you? Praise the Lord. Tosi, you are blessed. Thank you for joining us this evening. Ada, how are you? Hallelujah. I trust everyone is doing well. You can unmute and um, let's fellowship a bit. Sister Temitokwe. Is that you or uh, you and everyone else or <laughs> you alone? Hello, Pastor Jay. <laughs> Hello, that voice sounds like me. <laughs> How are you? Fine, thank you. Okay. Are you back to school? Yes, we are. Back to school, eh? I hope you had a really good time in Nigeria. Yes, definitely. We did. You did. Good evening, Pastor Tinere. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. How are you, sweetheart? I'm fine, Pastor Tinere. What are, what are you eating? You're eating something. <laughs> what are you? Chicken drumstick. <laughs> drumstick. Oh. God, I could do with a bit of that right now. I've been eating veggies oh. <laughs> all, day, all day and almost all week. I've been eating oh. only veggies. Yeah. Savage, mm. raw veg, fruit. Because oh. um, there's no movement where I am and I don't want to add 10 pounds before I get out. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, we'll be joining you soon, Ma. We've started small, small. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Just uh, trying to catch up with everyone while we wait for a few more people to join. Let me see who else is here, brother. Charles, how are you? Emanuela. Emanuela, we haven't spoken to each other in a while. Let me hear your voice. How are you, Emanuela? Fine, thank Good you, evening, ma. Good evening, ma. Good evening. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while, yes. Uh-uh. Matthew, the tax collector, who is that? <laughs> is Mike your mama? Uh, Michael, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, ma. Uh, yeah. Good evening, uh, ma. You are looking fresh, ma. I am? Yes, Thank very so fresh. Thank you so much. Touch me in like four days or so. So maybe I actually had a sunburn in Houston. So, but um, I'm somewhere where there's no sun right now. Salome, how are you? Shile, how are you doing? See that guy? We're full of life. Bless God. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Don. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let us pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 
Lord Almighty, we just thank you for this evening, this afternoon, wherever we're joining from. Lord, we thank you for the faithfulness of your love and your mercy, your goodness, your kindness towards us who believe. Lord, we thank you that you have chosen us, oh God, to replicate yourself in us, to make us exactly as you are, Father. Lord, first of all, by imparting to us the gift of righteousness and then by daily instructing us in the way that we should go, that it might be well. The reason you're doing all of these things is that it might be well with us, that it might just be well with us. Hallelujah. That it might be well with us. That's why. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for helping us. Father, this evening I ask, oh God, that you give utterance to my lips. Lord, I ask, oh God, that you cause, that your words will be written afresh upon our hearts. That as we hear you, hear your voice daily, we love you more and more. And we die to our flesh and to ourselves more and more. And we lose the thirst, the hunger for this world and all that this world has got to give, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So is there someone that can, you know, since we started this teaching, first of all, before we continue, can we, you know, quickly send out reminders and ask people to join? There are just 22 of us here right now. We need more people to join us. As we go into the word, praise the Lord. So I want to just give us a minute, um, quickly invite, send reminders, ask everyone to join. Hallelujah. Let's, let's pray in tongues for one, two, three minutes. Let's just ask the Holy Spirit to fill our atmosphere wherever you are. And I want you to pray for me also and ask the Lord to give me all translations. Lipa sukatana kapa soko teke pose kata yala pasata. Lipra na kapa sukatana kapa pa. Se kapata kana kapa pa sota kana kapa sata. Liba daga bozonta dige dege bozota kana gabazota labaya. Ligando goda gadaga bozoka tanda dige bozonta yala gabaya. Zoma ze gadaga bozoko tenege bozuka tana gabaya. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. Haliga bozonterende ke sebota yana baba zande. Liga diga bozoko tanaga baba babari gedege bozonta la baba. Riga daga daga bazuze gadaga bozonterege bozonta la bazande. Oh, hallelujah. Out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water, springing up into everlasting life. Haruka pasanda. Alekra pasakatana bahasekenda. Elekeneke poposukatana baba. For there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Father, I ask for the outflowing of your spirit from the depths of our bellies right now. 
in the name of Jesus Christ, that you might release your pleasure upon your cities. Hasi katana, we are your cities. I am the city of God. Hallelujah. E pronda kasana kapata karande. Eleka neka pusokonte leka pasanda leka payana baba. Heavenly Father, we are pushing for the, the experience, having the experience of a child of God. What it means to experience being a child of God, oh God. Having a tangible experience of who you are, of your person. Having a tangible experience of our God as our healer. Having a tangible experience of our God as our wisdom. Having a, a tangible experience of our God. Hallelujah. As Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord God of hosts, having a tangible experience as the Lord, our righteousness. Hallelujah. Having an experience of your divinity, oh Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we're pressing, we're hungry for more. We're asking that you teach us how to open these gates in the spirit, how to enter into these realms of operations, oh God that we may experience you tangibly, Father. In the name of Jesus, these things will not come to us in the words which man's wisdom will teach. They will not come to us in words of, of eloquence and a man's intelligence and understanding. But Lord, they will come to us by interpretations, by impartations, rather, impartations of the Spirit of God. They will come to us by words of the Spirit, words of fire, hallelujah, words that open gates, words that open realms, in the name of Jesus, words that deliver strength and power, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, these are the things we ask for, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So is there anyone here that can just give me, give us a shot, um, what you have understood from what we have been teaching from when we started with Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. I want to welcome everyone. Those that didn't welcome, I welcomed almost everyone who, those who came in on time, I greeted everyone personally, one by one. Hallelujah. I just want to greet everyone else. Thank you for joining. And I trust that you're being blessed. I trust that you're growing spiritually. I trust that you're increasing in stature, increasing in strength. Praise God. How are you, Ifyok? Good evening. I trust that you're increasing in the wisdom of God. I trust that you're increasing in might. Praise God. Now, these are things that God has promised to give us. These things are more important than bread, than food, than money. I assure you, might, wisdom, uh, um, strength, spiritual strength, and physical strength. Praise God. Counsel, the counsel of the Spirit of God. The fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, these things are much more important than the material. A man might have the material and not have these things, and he'll be spiritually bankrupt. But a man that has these things, the material, it will be impossible for the material not to submit to him. 
listen to what I said. I said, the man that has these things, it will be impossible for the material not to submit, praise God. The creation, all of creation is meant to submit to us. All of creation is meant to serve us. All of creation is meant to hear us, hearken to us, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And like my husband um, thought one time, and he just opened my eyes, the man that has dominion to whom creation would respond to or to whom creation would answer to is Christ. Hallelujah. Is man who is in the full image of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So when we labor in this dimension of coming into that full image of God, it will be an impossibility for the material world not to answer to us. Now, it does not mean that I must be a millionaire. It does not mean I must have $10 million in my account or even a million dollars in my account. No, but it just means that the material world respond to me. Praise God. That when I need things, they would answer. Praise God. And it doesn't have to be money. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. So I want someone that would just, um, I want to be sure that um, we're hearing and that the things we're listening, we're taking them to heart and we're able to go back and labor with them a bit, okay? Um, so that they can bring the kind of fruits that we're looking for. Um, we started from Ephesians chapter three, talking about the, the power of God that works according to the power that is at work within us, praise God. What God is able to do, rather, that works according to the power that is within us. And then from there, we moved to Zechariah. We looked at Zechariah. We looked at the story of Joshua and when Satan stood to oppose him. And then we began to look at who the opposition, what the opposition looks like, who the opposer is, the adversary, the one who stands you know, stands to resist us, praise God. So I just want to know from one person um, what you have gleaned so far. Good evening, Sister Esther. God bless you. Thank you for joining us this evening. So anyone, just indicate with a high five and uh, we will unmute you and you share with us briefly. We are waiting. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glorify your name, glorify your name, glorify your name in all the earth, glorify your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glorify 
your name glorify your name in all the earth okay nobody hallelujah all right no problem so i'll keep preaching now trust the lord that we have understanding Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Is there anyone that has a question? Is anyone that has a question so far? Your hand is up. Awesome. Okay. So please, media, can you unmute the advocates? Good evening, Ma. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, sweethearts. How are you? Fine, thank you. We bless God. Um, one of the things that stood out was that there are things that shouldn't happen to us as believers. Because this okay. thing only happen in, in relation to how much of the word we actually mm -hmm. take in and we begin to really believe. It's not about knowing, having head knowledge. It's about mm -hmm. believing and putting it to work. You know? Okay what it says about healing or whatever different aspects of our lives, we really need to be putting it to work. And you'd mentioned something about the garments, our garments to take the time, you know, in um, ensuring that we, we, would I say, keeping them clean, keeping our garments clean. I think if mm -hmm. I remember well, and that's that not everything that seems godly is from God. That's that right. So discernment is key. You know, discernment, we really need to keep building our discernment because, you know, we could easily get excited. But if we slow down, I'm just using my own words now, and take time mm -hmm. to look at things, to judge things, you know, and I guess that that's where maturity comes in. The more we press in, we mature in the image of Christ, we'll be able to discern good and evil, discern mm -hmm. what is from God even the godly, seemingly godly things. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> but Sam, did you who wants to say something, ma? Um, okay. That's huh? um, like oh, how, yeah. Also, like how mommy just stated that, but um, the deeper we go, the, we'll be able to discern not the knowledge of good and evil. It, like, mm -hmm. it's, like in, it's like in how Genesis, how Adam and Eve, um, about Adam and Eve eating from the tree of not the knowledge of good and evil, they weren't mature enough to be able to partake of that, partake of the wisdom. So when they took it, they literally they took they thought they were taking a shortcut, but they are actually but um Satan tricked them into a like into a pit. So they thought oh, they were wow. taking a shortcut. But they were tricked mm -hmm. into it because of lack you, of authority. Wow, that is amazing. That's it. That's that is so 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 amazing. And you know, a lot of times we like shortcuts. You know, you remember the story of the children of Israel from Egypt to the Promised Land. The first journey that they set out to go on, it was supposed to be shorter. It was just supposed to be a forty days um, or fourteen days journey. I'm sure it's, I think it's 14 days, right? 
and halfway the, the, the cloud made a U-turn and decided to take them by the way of the sea. I'm sure the children of Israel would have preferred that shorter journey because in 14 days they would have been in the promised land. But the Spirit of God took them through the wilderness and the Spirit of God said something. He said, lest when they see war, they will run back to Egypt. So it means that in the course of the journey to the promised land, we will see war. And when we see war, God does not want us to run back to Egypt. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to say that again. It means that in the course of our journey, we would see war. Hmm. Now, this war doesn't necessarily mean physical war. It's not the war of AK-47. It's not what Ukraine and Russia is going through. These are spiritual battles and spiritual warfare. Contentions, oppositions, things that want to drag us down, things that want to swallow us. Things I want to drown us. Hmm. The Bible is saying that when we see such things, we must not run back. God doesn't want us to run back to Egypt. He wants us to, to be ready to face the war. So for us to be able to face the war, what did God do? I like what Ephiop just posted. Ephiop said, training us for war. Praise the Lord. So God began to train the children of Israel for warfare. Now, to start their training, the first thing God did was to give them the law in Mount Sinai. As soon as they crossed over, even though they fought their first war before they received the oracles of God, but that war was not by God. That was not one of the wars ordained for them by God. Now, this also brings us to another thing. It brings us to the fact that there are wars that have been written for us by the Lord himself. There are places in our lives, there are areas of our lives where we must pause and fight. It is part of our destiny. It is in our destiny. We contend for the kingdom. We contend for our life. We contend for our faith. And then we dethrone the enemy. Okay? Now, there are other wars that will rise up because Satan is afraid of you. No talks, just actions. I want to understand that. Francis, what do you mean by no talks, just actions? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, what was the last thing I said? I've forgotten the last bit of thing I said before I saw Francis chat. Yes, wars rising because Satan is afraid of you. Now, when 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 the children of Israel, I hope this doesn't push me out of my message. What I I know I planned to continue um, how I plan to continue the teaching. When the children of Israel were on their journey to the promised land, you remember the king of Moab, the Moabites, Balak, when he saw, they, should, they were never sent to destroy them. They were never sent to fight them. God told Israel, you will not fight the Moabites. You will not fight the Edomites. He said, they are your brothers. Those are offsprings of Lot. 
and offsprings of Esau, the cousins to Jacob, the brothers of Jacob. You don't fight them. God said, don't fight them. Don't destroy them. No, leave them. I gave them their own lands. I dispossessed other nations and gave Esau an inheritance in the land. If you want water from them, pay for it with money. Anything you want as you're passing by, pay for it with money. But when they heard how God opened the Red Sea for them to pass through it, what happened? Fear rose in their hearts and they became afraid of Israel. And that fear stirred up warfare. The same thing with the Amorites. The Amorites were the first to attack Israel before they received the covenant. Before Moses was called to the mountain to receive the covenant, which is meant to teach the children of Israel. And it is by their obedience to this covenant that they will overcome their enemies. Praise God. The Amorites came to fight Israel. Now, that was the war where the hands of Moses had to be lifted up, held up high by Aaron and Hor. Sorry about that. For the children of Israel to win. So, these are all types and shadows for us to understand how our lives have been written. The things that happened to them were written for, for us. Praise God. So our lives, there are certain areas in our lives, God can send you to certain places to dethrone ancient kings, to dethrone ancient altars, to scatter things. God can send you to certain places to set things in order. Now, if God sends you on an assignment to go and set things in order, don't you ever think you're not going to face opposition. You're going to face an opposition. That opposition will instigate a battle. It will instigate warfare. And warfare will start. Now, each of these wars, there's not one. There's not one that has been written for us to fail in. Now, this, this particular sentence I made now, gives me a lot of strength, gives me a lot of encouragement, gives me hope, praise God, that in this issue, in this matter, what God has written concerning me is that I have already won it. Not that I'm going to win, I have already won it. So what do I do? I labor for the manifestation of that thing which God has written. That is the training for warfare. And the trainings are not going to start huge. The trainings are going to start small, little by little here and there, praise God. Now, it looks so big to us because we had not been growing at the pace that God wanted us to grow. So sometimes some things that come upon us are so overwhelming and they drown us. And many believers have been drowned. Now, I thank God for mercy that I have not been drowned. I want you to thank God for mercy that you have not been drowned. Hallelujah. I want you to thank God for mercy that you have not been drowned. I want you to thank God for mercy that no matter how hard or how difficult the journey has been, praise God, but that you are still here and you have not been drowned and you are still on course, that course of righteousness. Praise God. That journey into Christ that journey into our inheritance. Our inheritance is Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 
All right. So I want to ask, is there anyone else that um, has something else to, to throw out? You raise your hands and I'll call you based on what we have shared or from where Tokwe stopped. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, all right. So we're gonna go back to where we stopped last week. And last week, the Lord told me to um, pull out the, on, an understanding. Okay, Barbara is saying something. We talked about the exceeding greatness of God's power within us that has the ability to change us. That's right. Hallelujah. The exceeding greatness of his power that has the ability to change us. Hallelujah to change us, to heal us, praise God. Last week, you know, I was sharing, I were watching Preparing His Bride. And as I was watching Preparing His Bride, I saw one of our sisters, you know, with so much hair. Her hair was so rich on the head. And I was excited. I told my husband, I said, you know, we don't make too much noise about miracles, but there's so much miracles in our midst, okay? People have been healed of diabetes, lumps, growths have disappeared from people's bodies. Uh, um, this particular sister, her hair was eating up completely. Her hair wasn't growing. When she joined us, the Lord healed her of that disease. I've forgotten the name of the disease. Her hair is fully grown. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Uh, uh, glory to God. I remember the last retreat we had, um, during the retreat, um, Lamb's Wife and Leadership Retreat, we had at the cave. During the retreat, one of our sisters came in with swollen feet, two feet completely swollen. And as I stood to minister, I saw those feet swollen. And I, my attention could not, I couldn't continue with what we wanted to do until we addressed that issue of the feet. But the next morning, all the swelling was completely gone. Praise God. All right. Al alopecia. Okay, I don't know, I'm not sure that's, I'm not very good with pronouncing particularly complicated words. I always twist my tongue. Alopecia, hair loss, okay? That was the disease. She was healed completely from it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, so people are throwing in other things that, um, they learned from the teaching, uh, the teaching so far, how to deal with opposition. One is that we must have knowledge of the finished work of Christ. We must have knowledge of the finished work of Christ. And from there, we went to other knowledge. We talked about having the knowledge of sin also, understanding sin fully. And it is from that knowledge of understanding sin fully that I came into this one I'm teaching now, which is understanding between sin and iniquity, uh, sins of the flesh and iniquity and, you know, causes, causes, C-O-U-R-S-E, causes are ways. 
that in that way, there's no fornication there. There's no lying there. There's no teaching there. There is no stealing there. Probably no envy or jealousy. Probably no backbiting. But there is still rebellion in that cause. Okay, and those are that's what God wanted me to bring out last week. Okay, so but I have to touch it gradually so that we can understand it fully. Okay, that cause which seemeth right to a man, okay, man is justified in it. But we have the ability to shut a part of our hearts that God is not able to reach. Or let me say this way, we're not able to completely be naked before God and just give God our lives fully, open it up to him and tell him, take it. Do what you want with this life, okay? If you want me to sit down here and never get up again for the rest of my life, I will do it, okay? Now, many of us, many believers, even those in this stream who are feeding, you know, in this kind of level of truth, are still not able to bring their hearts to that place of complete and total surrender. Praise the Lord. Don't forget that the race we are running is not a race away from hell because you have escaped hell. Okay? You have escaped hell. So I'm not teaching you how to escape from hell. If as at this time you are still learning how to escape from hell, you haven't heard me at all at all. You have not been a part of what God is doing in this ministry at all. Because the issue is not about hell right now. You ought to have escaped hell by now. You ought to be sure that your name is written in the book of life. Hey, come on. You ought to be sure that there's a crown which God will give to you. And not only to you, but to those who love you. And you should be laboring for that crown. Your, your, your junction now is that you are laboring for a crown. Not that you will escape. It's not everybody that comes out of hell that they will give crowns to. There are people that will come out of hell, they will escape hell, but they would enter into eternity without glory. Praise God. So what you are laboring for right now is the glory of God, is your crown of righteousness. Hallelujah. Let me see. Someone else said something. Okay. She posted, this is uh, Tosi, Tosi said, the voice of the soul being a distracting voice from the voice of God stood out for me. Yes, this I shared last week as an introductory message or sentence to where I'm supposed to be headed in, you know, um, where I'm supposed to be headed, that there are three different levels of voices that affect the decisions of a man. Of course, you know, a voice that tells you to go and steal is not the voice of God. That one, you don't need discernment now, right? <laughs> a voice that tells you to go and commit fornication is not the voice of God. You don't need discernment also. So there are areas where these voices play. They play in the arena and in the realm where known sins, sins of the flesh, have been done away with. I'm not fornicating. I'm not stealing. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have outbursts of anger. I've dealt with jealousy and to a degree I've dealt with contentment. I'm content. I'm not pursuing running after this world as it were, but yet there is disobedience in my life. Let me tell you a story. Um, Kenneth Hagin went to a church to go and minister and it was a healing service. And when he ministered at that healing service, 
Every other person in that church came out for healing and even visitors that came and they all got healed. But there was a certain woman that didn't get healed. And the pastor was offended. The pastor of the church was offended. So the pastor told Ken Hagen, said, I'm not happy. He said, why would people get healed and this particular woman would not get healed? And Ken Hagen was like, I don't know why she didn't get healed. You know, I'm not the one who heals particularly. It's the Lord who heals. So in prayer, he went to seek the Lord. Why did this woman not get healed? And he heard the voice of the Lord. The Lord said to me, he said, this, my daughter has been living in rebellion against me for the past 40 years. Now that sentence shook me to my roots. How could someone live in rebellion towards God for 40 years? Now, as a result of that rebellion, some, she is facing an opposition. Praise God. There's an opposition. The opposer, the adversary is withstanding her the day she met Jehovah Rapha for healing. So there are certain things I contend with in my life. When it's too long, I go and ask God, I say, is there disobedience in my life? Is there a place where I'm not obeying you? Is there something you're asking me to do that I have not done? Is there someone you asked me to give something to I didn't give? Is there someone you asked me to pray for I didn't pray for? Is there a place? Is there something? Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, the scripture says something. It said that when our obedience is complete, God will punish every disobedience. So there are disobediences in our lives. That Those disobediences, I'm not talking about what we're doing. I'm talking about rebellions of Satan, where Satan is obviously breaking the laws of God that is surrounding your protection. And you're wondering, why is this happening? If we look closely, sometimes, not all the time, please, please, not all the time, because all the sometimes we're doing just fine. We're obeying God too good. And it is because we are obeying God too good, we attract the wrath of the enemy. The enemy wants to stop you. Sometimes the enemy desires to stop us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those are the times that we have to run into the secret place of the most high God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So it's important that we, we open our hearts, we open ourselves fully to God. We open ourselves fully and completely to God. We are naked. Bible says we are naked before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. God sees everything about us. So why should we even hide from him? Okay, now the reason why we withhold ourselves from him is because we are afraid of what that instruction will be. And maybe somewhere in our subconscious, we already know God doesn't want me to live in this environment. God doesn't want me to do this job. God wants me to leave this thing and suffer for a while. After that, you have suffered for a while. There's a place for that in the life of we believe Okay, God wants me to stay in this condition 
to learn to be completely and totally dependent on him for a season. God wants me to live a well-being job and go and serve him in the ministry and earn little or nothing and now be dependent on people's goodwill or whatever little I can do with my hands. I believe in doing something with my hands. Praise God. Hallelujah. Those ministers that we're going to raise in our midst, you know, by the grace of God, you will learn to, to make, uh, uh, to be carpenters. Okay, make tents, tent makers. So you go to your tent making. But you have your time, you're working for yourself. The, the advantage of working for yourself is that you can say yes to God at 4 a.m. You can say yes to God at 2 a.m. You can say yes to God at 9 a.m. At any point in time, God can summon you and call you and you'll be available. But it's also not everyone that is called to work for themselves. I hope this message is not scattered. Are you, are you flowing with me? Please let me know. Are you flowing with me? Awesome, good. Thank you so much. God bless you. Now, it's not also everyone who is meant to work for themselves. And the reason is because your life is in stages. Get me, listen to me carefully, okay? So at the beginning stage of your life is a training period. In that training period, God can take you anywhere. God can allow you to go anywhere. It doesn't have to be where you are destined. It's like when you are training for football match. Your, that match, you're going to play it in uh, Barcelona. Is there a place called Barcelona in Spain? Yeah. Okay. But you are in Nigeria, you are training. So you're supposed today you go and train in National Stadium. Next tomorrow you go and train in Balogu. You have a test in Balogu Stadium. Next tomorrow you go to Abiokuta and go and train. You can train anywhere, but the main match has to be played somewhere specifically at a particular date. So also it is with us. Now when God begins to train us, the first phases of our lives, when we begin to learn to walk with God, he, he can train you anywhere. So you can be doing your business, you can work a job. Now at that time of your training, we are supposed to be sensitive to God as we're being trained. After he's done training you, he's going to post you to your, your, your send you to your first post or your first job assignment. Please permit me to use these words. I'm using these words for understanding's sake. I don't want to sound so spiritual because they are everybody there. I mean, I don't want to sound so ministerial because now I'm not talking to ministers as a ministers in offices. I'm talking to believers who are being raised to enter into the ministry of the New Testament because every believer is a minister in the New Testament, a minister of the New Testament. Praise the Lord. So when he's done training you, then the time comes for assignments. So there are some people that will be assigned to work in specific areas, specific industries. Now, the reason for sending you there is not for gloating. It's not to say, oh, I work in this environment. 
The reason you were sent there is kingdom. It's kingdom. Now, to not answer that call becomes its iniquity. You enter into rebellion against God. And by entering into that rebellion against God, you attract opposition from the enemy. You attract opposition from the enemy. Praise God. And sometimes the Lord will post you somewhere. And when you get there, you get lost. It happens to me so many times. I pick up my phone. Even this evening, before we started the meeting, I was going to call Francis to do something. And I picked up my phone and I saw a message from, I've not had internet for days, you know, um, now. Um, so I just got internet on my phone between yesterday night so that I could be able to do this um, today. So I saw messages when I logged on and I got distracted. I got distracted. Have you ever taken a child to a store and then you came into that store to buy something and then the child just begins to run around the whole place? <laughs> Praise the Lord, that's distraction. Or you're going somewhere very important and on your way you see a signboard. You see a, a sign, a, a signboard and you do a detour and by making that turn, you miss your appointment or you miss out on what you were going to do. Hallelujah. So also when we get into certain places or enter into certain businesses or begin to do certain things that the Lord has asked us to do, where he has planted us for his, for his purpose. Don't forget, don't, don't forget that all things work together for good to them who love the Lord who are they called according to his purpose? Praise God. So you get distracted. So the distraction could, you could be there for 30 years. You could be there for 20 years. Enjoying the money, enjoying the perks, or enjoying the difficulties, the challenges, or the struggles, the fights. Now, as long as we are in that state, of rebellion, habit, knowingly or unknowingly, it is rebellion. It is rebellion. And what God wants to do is to judge that rebellion and cause us to walk right. Praise God. He doesn't want to punish us. He doesn't want to punish us. He has no pleasure in punishing us. He has no pleasure in the death of him that dies. He has pleasure in correcting us. That's his pleasure. When he corrects us, then we are able to come and bear fruits. When the Lord brings us correction, then we can come into fruit bearing. And then we begin to do what he wants us to do, how he wants us to do it. And once we align ourselves, that's the end of opposition. Praise God. So it is possible. For someone to live in rebellion against God for 40 years. It's possible for someone to live in rebellion for 10 years, for 15 years. It's possible for someone not to release his heart or her heart towards something for many years. Now, these things attract opposition. Praise God. 
it attracts opposition. So it is our responsibility to walk with the Lord circumspectly. So that we can have access to those who stand here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's a scripture I want to bring out in the book of, in the gospel about the master who had two servants. No, 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 not the master who had two servants. The, Jesus, it's actually a parable about Jesus Christ that called his masters, his servants, and gave them instructions on how to run, um, um, what to do. And when he left, those servants did completely you know, an entirely different thing. The stripes. I think it's in the book of Luke. Let me, let me get the scriptures in the book of Luke. Those he flogged with many stripes and those he flogged with. The servant who knew his master's will. Luke chapter 12. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 12. Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us or even to all? And the Lord said, who, who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make him ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? Now, even me personally, I'm still battling with this due season. You know what due season means? Due season means when I, it's not dry season or rainy season. It's time. It's seconds. When I ought to meet with the Lord. If I ought to meet with the Lord by 2 p.m., am I there by 2 p.m.? If I ought to do certain things, okay, feed certain meal time to a people or whatever, am I able to do it at that time? Due season. So there is a due season. And we don't want to miss these due seasons. Praise God. To give them the portion of meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whose, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth, I say unto you that he would make him ruler over all that he has. But, you see that? But, and if that servant say in his heart, he doesn't say it outwardly. He says it in his heart. There are many things we say in our hearts. There are many things we say in our hearts. If that servant say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to beat the men's servants and maidens and to eat and drink and to be drunken. There is something that is happening in the days that we live in right now. The seasons after COVID, you see, COVID was two years ago. During COVID, almost every believer was trying to get ready for Jesus to come back. Okay? Now we've done one year. The gates into nations have opened. Travel has resumed. Life is almost going back to normal. We're almost forgetting. <laughs> Hallelujah that there was a trumpet that sounded just two years ago. And that life must never go back to normal in our hearts. Praise God. Life must never go back to normal in our hearts. 
We must live in that consciousness of readiness. Whatever that season, the fear of God, the wisdom of God, faith. Many people, faith was built up during the COVID season. I remember a particular sister, she's here. She almost, she was livid with fear. I kept speaking with her, feeding her God's word, feeding her faith, feeding her, feeding her, until that fear was broken. The fear of the plagues, the fear of what will happen, the fear of the Antichrist, the fear of the beasts. Many believers were living in fear. Now, you don't want to live in fear. You want to live in knowledge. But that knowledge is knowledge for preparedness. Not knowledge for, um, you know, the kind, kind of life that those who lived in the days of Noah lived. While Noah was busy building the ark, they were busy laughing. He had built the ark 10 years. Rain is going to come. You can imagine after 10 years, no rain. 20 years, no rain. You are still building this ark. He's still building. 50 years, he's still building the ark. No rain. No, no rain. You are still building. We've never even seen rain since creation. 70 years, no rain. Those who were 50 when he started died. Their children have taken over. This man has been building this thing when, from when our father was alive. My daddy told me that he started building when he was 30 years old. Until 120 years after rain came. What if Noah had stopped building after 50 years? After 70 years? What would have happened? Praise God. So I see the snare of the enemy trying to creep in. And I say, no, no. There are trumpets that will keep sounding until we get to the last trump. And we must align, align. In fact, I was telling my husband day before yesterday that I perceive we should enter into a season of praying and fasting. We are going to call Pastor Uche to declare fasting for a certain number of days just to seek the Lord. We should never be in that place where we're lukewarm, where we think that everything, we have it, we have everything in order and in place, or prosperity has come, the answer to prayers have come, and now it's time to eat and be fat, oh my soul, eat and be merry, no problem. Praise God. Okay, so let's continue with the scriptures. I'm reading from verse 44. No, 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 from verse 45. But if that servant say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to beat the men's servants and maidens and to eat and drink and to be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him and at an hour when he is not aware and will cut him in sunder. Look at that. He will cut him in, in pieces. I will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. This is so frightening. This is so scary. He will appoint him his, his portion with the unbeliever. Where is the portion of the unbelievers? What is their portion? What is their inheritance in eternity? Those who do not know God, those who do not know Christ. And that servant, which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. So now we see 
three levels of servants here. The first level of servants beat up, beat up his brethren, beat them up, got drunk with the world, got drunk. Now, these are the ones that have, have, they have forgotten that they were purged from their former sins. You know what I'm saying? In the book of Peter, the scripture tells us, says, the man who lacks these things is blind, cannot see afar off, does not know where he's going, and has forgotten that he has been purged from his former sins. Now, there's another type, another type of servant here. These servants are the ones who knew the will of their master, and they didn't do it. Now, there are many things that make us not do the will of God. It's not always that we want to offend God. Sometimes it's weakness. Say with me, weakness. Say with me, weakness. And those are some of the things we try to deal with in this series of teaching. Weakness. Weakness, we can experience weakness in the place of prayer. We can experience weakness in the place of studying the scriptures. We can experience weakness in the days, in the, in the areas of fastings. We can experience weakness in the days of, in the areas of dedication. Praise God. Now, the cause of weakness, at, no matter how weakness expresses itself, the reason for weakness is lack of adequate feeding. If, if someone is weak and goes to the hospital, the first thing they do is they administer fluid. Your body lacks fluid. Maybe you've been pouring water. You've lost all body fluids and you become weak. The first thing they deal with is to administer fluid, body fluid. As soon as that is done, the next thing is to activate your appetite so that you can eat. As long as you can eat and eat properly, you will not be weak. So the reason for weakness, whether it's weakness, I can't read my Bible. Whether it's weakness, I can't pray. Whether it's weakness, I can't fast. Whether it's weakness, I can't love. Whether it's weakness, I can't forgive. Whether it's weakness, I can't hold something, a blessing together. Some people, you put some things in their hands. They lack the capacity to hold it. They lack capacity to build it. Weakness. Some people are weak. They can't raise their children right. I've seen parents that can't say no and put their foot down to children. And let me tell you the truth, even as you grow old, maybe I have children, I have six children, I have two sets. The first set, the way we raise them is different from the way we raise the second set. The second set, you can see traces of weakness. We're a bit old. Like when we were much younger. So there are different levels, there are different reasons, different expressions of weakness. Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, it says, For this reason, many are weak, many are sick, many die, not discerning the Lord's body. Why are they not able to discern the Lord's body? Is weakness out of lack of proper feeding? The cure to weakness is feeding. Feeding from God's word. Personal feeding, corporate feeding. This is corporate feeding, fellowship one with another. And there is personal feeding where you by yourself, you make strides, you feed yourself, you locate areas of your life where there is a shortcoming. Am I, am I lacking in faith? 
Am I lacking in love? Am I lacking in perseverance? Am I lacking? Do you understand? You feed along, you feed yourself along those lines. So that when the time for performance comes, when the time for performance comes, you are able to perform. When it's time to pray, I'm able to pray. When it's time to do, I'm able to do. Bible says, be ye not only hearers, but doers also. Deceiving your own selves. When, when all we do is hear, here, and we're not able to do, there's deception. Deception has come in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him. Okay, I've, I've gone past this. Now, at that, and that servant knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself. Do you see what I'm saying? Lack of preparedness. There's no preparation to do the will of the, of the master. You didn't prepare yourself to execute. You didn't prepare yourself. And that's why every ministry must be fully equipped to prepare the people, to train. We're in a training, training ground. This is training. When we come to church, when we come for fellowship, church is not for fashion. Church is not to, not to show off my new handbag. Church is not to show off my new shoe. Okay? The pulpit is not to, to, to talk about myself. The pulpit is meant is a tool for building the people of God, to equip the people of God, to give them information that will raise them up so that they will be able to do what? So that they will be able to know and choose between good and evil. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that servant which knew, which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself Neither did according to his will. You see, the reason he didn't do according to the will is because he was not prepared. He didn't prepare himself. I perceive, Kevadulam, there's a season of great preparedness coming upon you so that we can be able to do the will of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So that we can be able to do the will of God. There are corporate assignments. There are individual assignments. There are family assignments. I want you to mark this. Okay? Now, your individual assignments, most of the time, will align with the corporate assignment of the place where you are planted. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You will find out that you are, you are a stream from the river that God is going to, your stream, you have to, and the, the irresponsibility of every ministry is to allow all the different streams that God has brought to find where they can flow into expressions. So there is need for adequate training and preparedness. That's why I believe that we're in a season to be adequately trained, okay? Now, God brought us into that season by opening to us the door of discipleship and training. Now we fully understand it. And going forward, the way we're going to be handling these responsibilities in our ministry is going to be very, very definite and intentional. 
Because the purpose is that everyone that comes into our midst must live prepared for his assignment, must live prepared for what you have been, why you are on the earth, what you have been called to do on the earth and not be emotional about it. Many believers are very emotional. They play with spiritual things, with emotions. They're wasting your time. You're deceiving yourself. It's not emotional. The things of God are not emotional. Jesus saw a man and called the man. And the man said, Master, please wait. Let me go and bury my father. Jesus said, your father, your father is dead. Allow dead people to bury him. Let the dead bury the dead. You know what Jesus was saying? The man is gone. His time is over. There are dead men on the earth. Dead men walking. Men who don't like the kingdom. Men who have nothing. They have no business with life. All their business is with death. Let them go and take care of that. You come. Come and take life. <laughs> Jesus met a rich man. Rich young ruler. Who kept the law. All his life. That man kept the law all his life. And Jesus said, he came to Jesus. He said, good master, I see you. Look at, look at, you have something. And Jesus said, okay, you want what I have? He said, yes, said, go, keep the law. You know Moses, go and obey Moses. The boy said, I've been doing it from my youth. Now, because he was doing it from his youth, he had money. So that also tells me that having money is not the evidence of complete obedience. Even in keeping the law, it's not evidence in complete obedience. Because there are, there are laws of prosperity on the earth that is in the scriptures that a believer can apply and make money and yet be walking in rebellion. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Maybe this message is too deep today, right? Is it too deep? Too hard? <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. You see? So there are two levels. This is the second level, the one that knew his master's will. But he did not prepare himself. He didn't prepare himself. When he's, one year to when he's about to die, he will recover himself, but then it will be too late. Two months before he's about to die, he will recover himself, it will be too late. One week to the time he's about to die, he will recover himself, it will be too late. But he was a faithful churchgoer. He was a dedicated tither but he refused to do the will of, of, of his father, of his master. He couldn't submit to it. He had plenty of emotional reasons, plenty of excuses. I want to bury my father. I want to stay in a church. I want to be this. I want to do this. What will my excuses? Because of that, he could not do. Well, that will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I'm trusting the Lord that as the Lord, you know, is cutting us 
as stones of Zion, he's cutting us into shape so that we can fit into his house that he's building. Praise God. We would submit ourselves willingly for that to happen to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that at any point in time in the course of our journey, we are able to deal with opposition and then experience, experience fully what is in the scriptures in the book of Ephesians chapter three. That God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think or imagine. He's able to do beyond what we ask or think or imagine. Hallelujah. He's able to bring us out of every trouble. He's able to bring us out of every trouble. I say he's able to bring us out of every trouble. Praise the Lord. He's able to take us into his promise. He's able to take us into his promise. But the responsibility is upon us to what? Prepare. Say with me, prepare. Say with me, prepare ourselves. Prepare ourselves. Okay? I'm talking to myself in this message. Prepare myself. Give myself to being prepared. Hallelujah. Some of us, God has given us specific instructions on how we should live daily. In fact, as I'm talking to you now, I'm remembering, I'm remembering an instruction the Lord gave me like four or five weeks ago of what I should do for a particular thing I brought before him. And I've seen opposition. I've seen resistance of the enemy. Whenever I want to do that thing, I see resistance. One day I almost broke through, but I was still resisted. Earlier today, I was thinking about it. And I'm asking the Lord, Lord, give me grace. Sometimes when the Lord asks us to do something, we need to even fast and pray. Now, I'm giving us rudiments. All of us, you and I, we need to ask the Lord. I want to visit a, a matriarch, an elderly woman that I honor and respect in the faith. And she told me something. Her husband was going to get, get involved in something. And she said, for her as a wife, not to say something that will be negative, that her husband will receive in a wrong manner and it will cause trouble. She fasted for two weeks. I said, what? She fasted for two weeks so that God will grant her the grace not to say or make any comment that will offend the man. I took that wisdom that day. And now that tells you how strong the flesh is. So muttering, God help me, God help me, might not be enough. <laughs> might not be enough. And when we've tried something and we see resistance, then it's time to go and depend on the strength of the Lord. Because Bible says that it is God who walketh in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hallelujah. I want us to begin to pray.
I want us to ask God. Number one, I want us to ask God for wisdom. I want us to ask God for wisdom. You know, wisdom will tell you what to do. Wisdom will inform you. Wisdom will counsel you. When you get wisdom, ask for counsel. Wisdom and counsel, they go together. The seven spirits of God. Wisdom and counsel. And sometimes the training of wisdom will take time for us to fully get into it and we begin to function in that wisdom and godly counsel. And then our lives will be blameless. Thank you, Father. I want us to pray and ask God for wisdom tonight. Let's ask God for wisdom. Let's ask God for help. Thank you, Father. Oh, Shakalu Periende Kasona Babayande. Le Kataka Papa Papa Sikere de Geborozotana Bazita. Zega Baba Baba Zikatana Gabazukatana Baba Zatil. I believe I heard the voice of someone's heart right now. Lord, why am I always failing in this thing? Lord, why am I always failing in this thing? Lord, why am I always failing in this thing? Now, if you're that person and you are not able to find out why, take out a fast. Seek the Lord. Take out a fast or take out a time, a dedicated time that you will seek the Lord concerning that particular matter. And at that particular time, you go to God for that reason, just for that reason. Father, we thank you for wisdom. Thank you for strength, Lord. Thank you for strengthening us, oh God, in our weaknesses. Thank you for strengthening us in our weaknesses with your strength, with the strength of Almighty God. Hallelujah. I don't want you to forget that you are not an ordinary believer. You are not an ordinary believer. You are being raised as part of the army of the Lord in these last days. You are being raised as part of the army of the Lord in these last days. You are being raised a people that will fight the lost battle in these last days. So your food is different. Your meal pattern is different. Your feeding style is different. Hallelujah. What they allow for others, they may not allow for you. Hallelujah. Father, we ask for wisdom. I ask for wisdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's share the grace in fellowship. Except, is there anyone with a question, something to say? Before we go, anyone, you have a question, you have something to say, anyone, quickly. Okay. 
Sister Jimmy. Um, please, can you unmute her? Thank you. If you can unmute yourself, yeah. go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, praise the Lord. Good, e good evening, ma. Um, good evening. Yes, Bless. my wow. <laughs> I just want to thank God that I am part of it today. There are some questions in my heart that God just um, answered, you know. And I just, I just bless God. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for yielding to the Lord. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, anyone else? You have something to say? A question to ask? All right, let's share the grace. Unmute ourselves. Let's share the grace together in fellowship. Hallelujah. May Amen. 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 Yeah. Mama. Bless you. Bless you, Mama. God bless you. Bless you. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Mama. Okay. Um, <laughs> bye. 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 Bye.